Welcome to the My Gastric Sleeve Podcast with your host, Nima Karazi. Nima is just a regular guy who had the gastric sleeve surgery, and this is his story. He is not a doctor. This podcast is not a substitute for medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. If you have medical questions, ask your doctor. Now let's get into it. Hello and welcome to the My Gastric Sleeve Podcast. I'm your host, Nima Karazi, and this is my journey. Welcome to episode 41. Can you believe we've done 41 episodes? It's outstanding. I was trying to say astounding, but I never know if I'm using that right. Anyway, never mind. This is going to be a relatively short episode, even though I just took a bird walk within the first 30 seconds. But I promise you, Tuesday, January 3rd, under 30 minutes, let's get into it. This is really going to be more of a of a year recap, as opposed to uh, a surgery uh, kind of update like I did last uh, episode. But so I kind of wanted to go over a little bit of how I started 2022 and then how I'm starting 2023 and what things I want to change and what things I'm really excited about and super happy about that I want to talk about here. So a lot of things that, well, let's just get into it right off the top. I started 2022 at 244 pounds, which is incredible. 244 now seems like a dream. I just weighed myself this morning and I'm at 261. And for a very long time, I was telling everybody that, and you included, if I uh, stay in the 250 range, then when I get to about 260, I know that's the warning zone. And then I got to lose weight and get back to 250. But if I ever need to like, run a half marathon or do some sort of triathlon, I can probably slim down to the 240s. But 255 is kind of where I want to live. And seeing myself get up to 261 and still walk every day, there is kind of a double-edged sword about it all. Uh, One part of me is in the camp of how do you feel? Do you feel good? Do you feel healthy? Do you feel like you're lagging? Do you feel like you're not exercising? Do you feel like you're overeating? Do you, you know, how, how is this making you feel? And do you feel like you're not doing enough for yourself and for your health? And then the other camp is, you know, uh, you know, just shut up and lose weight. That's, you have to be, uh, 245. You have to get to 245. And stop making excuses. You're just making excuses for yourself. And I'm not here to say one is right, one is wrong. You might have these feelings for yourself and you might not. I don't know. But for me, I think that I've been slipping a little. I mean, let's be honest. I've been sleeping, <laughs> sleeping. <laughs> I've been slipping a lotle. Um, I kind of stopped tracking. I didn't kind of. I stopped tracking. Let's stop... Stop trying to make it nicer than it is, right? Let's just get real. I stopped tracking my food. I'm getting up more often and going into the kitchen. This is all conversation that we've had two episodes two episodes ago, one episode ago. You know, I've just not been doing what I'm supposed to be doing. And I'm paying the price for it now. 
because now I'm seeing that scale slowly go back up and me just kind of turning a blind eye to it. I said this to the lovely Michelle just yesterday, the time that you absolutely are so scared to check your bank account is the time that you 100% should be checking your bank account. And the time that you're scared to check your weight to see how you are doing health-wise is the absolute time you need to check your weight to see how you're doing health-wise. Now, there's other factors. Of course, there's other factors. And that's the other aspect of it is maybe it's just like, how are you otherwise? I just did a bunch of labs. All my numbers look great. Vitamin D is super low. So I'm taking a vitamin D uh, supplement. I'm also taking... (laughs) I got... Uh, an earful from the lovely Michelle, from uh, Allison and Courtney, from No Guts, No Glory, shout out to Allison and Courtney, uh, from my nutritionist. And finally, I was just like, what am I fighting for? I'm fighting so many people to not have to take a pill. I mean, fuck it. I'll just take the pill. And, and I'm the one who's being a baby about it. So I can just shut the fuck up and take a pill. So I started taking a, a daily uh, vitamin pill and also doing calcium chews. Now my calcium was fine. And I spoke to my nutritionist and my nutritionist told me, uh, your calcium is fine until it's not. And basically it, that test is checking the calcium in your blood. And if the calcium in your blood is low, it's going to pull from the calcium in your bones in order to make the calcium in your blood regular. And so then you get brittle bones or osteoporosis And that scared the shit out of me. I don't want to have brittle bones. So I started doing a calcium chew. I got vitamin D fortified milk, uh, regular cow milk. So I'm drinking milk. I'm having my vitamin. I'm having my calcium chews. I do my vitamin in the morning, my calcium chew at night. It really is exactly what Courtney and Allison said it was. They're like, it's like a little chocolate candy. It feels like a little tiny dessert. It absolutely does. I don't know what the fuck I was fighting this for. Or how hard, it just, it's just ridiculous. So, I'm off of that bullshit. I'm doing my pills. I'm doing my vitamins. I'm doing my one-a-days. That's good. I've been really good about exercising, like really good about walking and stuff. So, really just been like not tracking at all, at all. And trying to get back into the habit. I actually just downloaded a new app to help me deal with my regular app. This app is called Habits, and I'll let you know how it goes in the next couple of months. But basically, the app is like a reminder to tell you, which you could just set a fucking alarm, right? But it has some really cool kind of interactive features, and it has like this neat kind of tactic visceral reaction. So when you when you have to hold it to say that you did the thing today, it vibrates and makes this cool uh, flourishy sound with like chimes and bells. And it kind of gives you this positive affirmation that you did a thing, uh, which is nice. It's very nice. So I'm I'm doing Lose It. I'm back on Lose It, just doing the, the tracking of the food. And then I have my Habits ha- app to make sure that I track in my tracker. Isn't that ridiculous? Oh, and I got uh, um, a passion planner, which is one of my favorite things in the world, but that's just kind of helped me get stay organized. So anyway, all that to say, we have I have a lot of things that are helping me and I feel really good. I feel very healthy. It's just that I 
I've been lacking in the tracking. And I know from my past experiences that when I track my food, if I look at it, I'm like, oh, I ate a bunch today. I'm not hungry. I'm just bored. And I could drink water. I could drink another, could just drink a liquid rather than like make myself a peanut butter sandwich. But I have this like want of, oh, and also I didn't have my protein shakes for a little while. So then I was having other stuff and I didn't have my energy drinks. And then I was, you know, having more, like it just, it was just like a lot of like caloric mistakes and absolutely no uh, tracking. So there was no like uh, accountability. It's the word I was looking for. So that's going to change. I, I That has to change. And that is absolutely going to change. I'm, I'm going to make a promise. Now, I made a promise myself uh, to myself last year that I was going to launch the Happiness Challenge podcast uh, in 2022. I even made a little Daramuda doll uh, and wrote it on the bottom of it. Uh, it will launch this year, I promise you. We literally need to record one more episode, which we will do maybe today even, and then start editing them. So I will let you know just when... Uh, we're going to launch like a few episodes at a time. So I will let you know when it happens. Uh, next month will be when you know when it will happen. So <laughs> so it's a little bit quieter now. I mean, work is super busy and then family's coming to visit in a couple of weeks. So there's a little bit of that kind of hectic craziness. However, there's a little bit of downtime too, because this is like a little bit of a calm before like the May, June storm. So this is actually a good time. Uh, actually, March is kind of when things pick up. So I kind of have like, you know, two, uh, two months basically to like get my shit together. So I really hope I'm going to launch it uh, by Persian New Year. So that'll be great. That's a good, uh, good note there. So I'll make sure to write that down. So I'll launch Happiness Challenge podcast by March 20th. That'll be awesome. Okay, and we'll talk more about that later. Uh, so that's the recap. I'm at 261. I'm going to get down to 245 again. I have that in my goals. I need to pay attention to that. And I'm going to, I promise. The rest of this episode is really just, um, I just wanted to do a little bit of a recap of what 2022 was like, the things I did, the things I saw, and the cool shit that kind of happened. And then I want to give you all... Uh, five podcasts to listen to and three of them you've heard from me before but two of them are uh, new to me and I already am in love with the hosts and I love the content and I love the style uh, so a lot of what I enjoy is biased based on what I <laughs> almost kind of what I put out as well I don't usually like content that doesn't have uh, fuck or shit in it. It's just a weird thing. It just makes me feel comfortable. If you feel comfortable talking like that to me, I feel comfortable talking. And, and I'll tell you something, the most rewarding messages I get on Instagram or Facebook are number one is always, you know, thank you for your content. I really appreciate it. You've kind of helped me get on with this process or help me get through this process. That means the world to me. And quite literally one peg below that is, uh, thanks for fucking saying fuck. Uh, I appreciate you. You're my people. And I'm like, fuck yes, I'm your people. You're my fucking people too. So 
that's it. That's what I, that's what I like. It's what, it's how I talk on the regular. I fucking curse a lot. Even at work, it's kind of bleeding into my every other type of life. And it's, it's, it's a weird thing that I can't even really fully control uh, all the time. So sometimes I'm having a conversation with somebody who's kind of higher up in the at work or even, or even a, a kind of an elder or something. Elder, I mean an older person in my family. I'm not uh, LDS. But there's somebody who's like, you know, has clout or is a generation or two above me. And all of a sudden I'll be like, yeah, that's fucking crazy. And that's not a thing that you <laughs> should or could say really in my culture uh, I actually, oddly enough, don't cuss that much in Persian. I just cuss a lot in... I also don't cuss in like French or Spanish or Italian uh, just because I don't know those words. But I cu- just mainly cuss in English. And a lot of it, again, is for me, it's like bold underline exclamation point. So if I tell you... Uh, this is the example I use all the fucking time because it's the easiest one for me to explain. If I tell you I'm tired, you understand that I just mean that I am tired. But if I tell you that I'm fucking tired, either help me or get the fuck out of my way. That's what I mean. I don't mean uh, I'm fucking tired and then you go, cool, do you want to go out for a walk? What did I just say? I'm fucking tired. Okay? So there's... There's that. It kind of it, it helps alleviate the argument that we might have if you're not paying attention to the words I'm using. If I tell you I'm tired and you say you want to go for a walk, why the fuck would you ask me if I want to go for a walk when I just told you I'm tired? Well, I don't know what tired means. Maybe you mean tired of watching TV or you're bored. No, motherfucker, I want to use the word bored. So that's my point. It's if I tell you I'm fucking tired, it means all the things you think it means. It means I'm fucking exhausted. It means I'm mentally drained. It means I'm stressed out. It means all that shit. Okay, I'm fucking tired. Look it up. I'm gonna I'm gonna write the fucking dictionary, and it's gonna like be basically if you say I'm tired, it means this. If you say I'm fucking tired, it means that. What were you thinking means this. What the fuck were you thinking means that. It did different. It's different. I can't explain it to you because English is the hardest language I've ever learned in my entire life. But it's different, and it, it just it it hits different, and it and it acts different. I don't know what else to tell you. Okay. All that, we're going to get into the recap of the year. Check this out. This is the coolest thing. I wrote this up and I was going through my photos. I was going through all my, my uh, the, th- the things that I've posted and the things that I've, I've texted friends about and all this shit. Check this out. This is, this is my, my 2022 recap. This is so cool. I got a hummingbird tattoo. I got a rose tattoo in England. I got a sunflower tattoo. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply tattoo and I got a wedding ring tattoo and the wedding ring tattoo I don't know if I mentioned this I I I couldn't have mentioned this because it hadn't happened yet my December episode came out at the top of December and then we went to Hawaii so I haven't even talked about Hawaii oh no this might not be a 30 minute episode okay let's hustle let's hustle we got this come on okay so 
Hawaii was amazing. It was a week in Hawaii. It was fantastic. Everything was great. We went to the big island, the island of Hawaii. We stayed in Kailakona. It was everything you wanted it to be. The weather was great. The people were friendly. The food was impeccable. The water was clear. The hotel that we stayed at, the King Kamehameha, shout out to King Kamehameha, was uh, brilliant. It had a beautiful little bay. There was uh, tons of fish and all these different uh, uh, species of fish that were in that bay. And then you, you could go out around the corner and go to other reefs and stuff and check that stuff out. And then uh, we saw dolphins uh, swimming in pods around us on a kayak. I did, um, what's the thing called? Uh, Stand-up paddleboarding for literally, literally for five seconds. Just long enough to be like, hey, I'm paddleboarding. And then I ate shit and I laughed my ass off and then I... I tucked my tail between my legs, brought it back to shore, switched for a kayak, went out there and had the time of my fucking life. So I ha we had so much fun. We went Mauna Loa. Volcano was, was uh, erupting. So we went to Mauna Kea to the visitor center. We saw the, the lava coming off of Mauna, Ko uh, Mauna Loa. It was the coolest, the most amazing thing. And then probably two, three days before we left the island. I always say it like this. Pele is the goddess of volcano and fire. And her sister, I don't know her sister's name, but she's the, the goddess of the ocean. And because Pele is getting all this attention, also rest in peace, Pele, the actual soccer player passed away. So because goddess Pele is getting all this attention because Mauna Loa is erupting and because Pele gets all this attention there. Her sister got really jealous. And then my wedding ring has an emerald on the inside of it. And her sister saw that on my ring. And her sister stole my ring and took it for herself. So now my ring is at the bottom of the ocean in Hawaii. And I lost it in the bay. And it made me very, very sad. And I looked for it for 30 minutes. And I just was exhausted. And I came to shore. I told the people in the booth. I checked with the with the front desk. I checked with these people. Checked with those people. I checked with everybody. And nothing. Couldn't find it at all. And I went back a couple more days. Looked. I had a couple people dive in the bay and look. Nothing. 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 So finally, the lovely Michelle says, look, we can get you a replacement ring. We have this. We have that. We could do this and that. Or you can get or and or we you can get a tattoo while you're here on the island i think that'd be cool and i was like fuck yeah that'd be cool so then i go and i research and i find this tattoo place and uh it's awesome and amazing and it's one of the coolest spots i've ever been to and i end up getting a tattoo so I get this tattoo on my finger and it is the most painful tattoo. By the way, shout out to Anthony over at Lady Luck Tattoo in Kyla Kona. He really did such a spectacular job. And it goes halfway around the top. So it goes over the top of my ring finger on my left hand, obviously my wedding finger. And it's two bands and it is so much pain. I, I And I, I'm telling you, I have like four tattoos on my right forearm i have a piece that's about i don't know 10 12 it's like a foot long on my right uh calf muscle none of that hurts i could have fallen asleep to the arm tattoos i could have uh i, I did have a full conversation with the tattoo artist who who tattooed my my calf and 
This finger tattoo, just two little lines, two little lines, and it hurt so bad that I felt like I was jerking back. And I just I had to grin and bear it. I mean, it was it didn't take very long. I think it was like 30 minutes to an hour. But Lady Luck Tattoo, Anthony, thank you so much. I'm I can't lose my finger. Now watch. I fucking <laughs> God, can you imagine? So anyway. It was awesome. It was such a cool way to kind of end the trip in Hawaii overall. So now I have this really awesome memory from Hawaii and this forever uh, piece uh, finger tattoo. And I love it. It makes me want to get like fucking 20 more uh, finger tattoos because I just love the way it looks. But I have to remind myself how much it hurt. So <laughs> anyway, so that was the tattoo. So I got the hummingbird tattoo. I got the rose tattoo in England. I got the sunflower tattoo. And then I got my wedding ring tattoo in Kona. And it was absolutely perfect. We traveled a bunch this year. We traveled so much. We traveled more this year than we have any other year ever. Uh, I traveled more this year than I've ever traveled in my entire life uh, in one year. We went to Vegas for my sister's wedding twice because she had two different ceremonies. We went to England and we were there for three weeks. We went to Seattle with our friends Allison Courtney from No Guts No Glory. That was so much fun. We went to Chicago, thanks to the prices right, and had the absolute best time at the EMC2 hotel and ate at the Albert. It was incredible. Cannot recommend enough. We went to Denver and hung out with uh, Ari and Melanie. Shout out to Ari and Melanie. They were so gracious and they hosted us and it was their daughter's be mitzvah and we they were still like taking care of us the whole time. It was ridiculous. They're so awesome and, and amazing people. Uh, yeah, that was so cool. And then Hawaii for like a week and that was the best. My mom and dad and my sister and her wife Pacheco and then me and the lovely Michelle. It's just the six of us. Grandpa was supposed to come. He had an ear infection. It was a whole thing. But... They, they can't, uh, he couldn't fly. So it's just the six of us. We had a great time. Unfortunately, the lovely Michelle got sick during the uh, the trip. And so a couple days she was kind of uh, in bed, resting, getting better. So uh, she missed a couple things. We're just going to have to go back and check that stuff out. But it was, uh, it was the fucking coolest. It was the coolest. And there's, I've been to Maui a bunch. Like I've been to Maui like three times. And this was my first time on the big island. And I really just thought like Maui kind of has this like special place in my heart and it really feels like a little village kind of spot. And then I went to Kona and Kona feels the same way. And granted, I haven't been to big cities in Hawaii. I haven't been to like Honolulu or, or anywhere that has like really, really big cities and lots of people and bustling and whatnot. And I don't know if I dig that, but I love this little kind of village vibe that like Kona has or Lahaina has that is just kind of... uh I don't know. Just feels very comfortable and 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 awesome and fun. It's just really neat. So I always feel at home. I I tell people I feel the same way when Michelle and I were dating. We we dated for like three months and then we broke up for a little while. Then we got back together. When we got back together, she let me take her on a date. And when she got in my car, when she sat down in my car after not being together for a few months, I felt like I could breathe again. And I always tell people I I've. I felt like this, <sighs> like that. That's how it felt. And that's how it feels all the time. And we just had our fifth, today's our, um, well, we got married on the first. I'm recording this on the first. So a little behind the scenes for a little BTS for y'all. We got we got married on the first five years ago. Today's our f- five year anniversary, which is awesome. And 
it it feels like that all the time. It, I mean, it should, right? God, you can imagine if you're five years in, you're like, God, I'm so tired of this <laughs> fucking bullshit. Like, don't be uh, married. Don't be married if that's how you feel. But it's it still feels that way. And and I I say that to say this: Hawaii so far has always felt that way. Maui felt felt that way, and now the Big Island felt that way as well. And there's a lot of places that I'm drawn to in my life, a lot of places that I, I want to visit or I want to go live at some point. I'd love to live in Oregon. I'd love to live in Seattle. I, I might want to live in Chicago. I think absolutely at the top of that list is Hawaii. I think Hawaii is all, is going to be the forever second place to California. I, I just feel very drawn to to that state and those two islands specifically is the island of Maui and the island of Hawaii, the big island. So anyway, that was, this is uh, such a nightmare. This is going to be like a 45 minute episode. I can feel it already. Okay. Oh boy. All right, here we go. Chugging along. Okay. What else did we do? Physically, like for going out, exercising, doing shit. I hiked with Alex a bunch. Shout Shout out to Alex. The best hiking partner. This dude is so great. Always asks for what he wants. Whenever we're hiking, he's like, hold on, I need to get some shade. Hold on, I need to drink some water. Hold on, I need to reapply my sunscreen. I need to adjust my my this. I need to eat a bit of that. He's fantastic. He's always go with the flow, super chill. Uh, and actually for his birthday, uh, his, his birthday just happened. And so for his birthday, I found him this giant, basically it's like a small tree, but it looks like a giant staff. And I gave it to him and I was like, hey, this is your birthday present. Uh, but I want you to make a walking staff for yourself like I made for myself. And I, I probably end up spending like, I think somewhere between like 50 and 100 bucks buying all the extra shit for mine and then gluing it and stapling it and hammering it and nailing it and doing all this cool stuff to it. And I'm not done. There's still like a ton more work I need to do and I need to buy a glue gun at some point. But I told him, I'm like, hey man, just get ready because this is going to go a little cuckoo banana pants with this. Like you're going to be like, oh, and I could get this thing and I could add that thing to it and whatever. So it's kind of kind of like a cool thing so once he gets that up and running I'll, I'll i'll buy him a gift for his uh for his uh walking staff but it we went for uh, a walk we went for a hike in uh, at griffith and it was so much fun and so great uh yeah he's awesome uh, i love that guy uh i bought an electric bike uh that was really cool uh because when when we went to England and came back, my, my bike was stolen from the garage. And I mentioned that before. And so I bought an electric bike and then I had a bike accident. And I also mentioned that in an episode before. I had a bike accident. So that sucked. Um, and then I also made a walking staff for myself. That was fucking cool. So I have that ready and, and, and waiting for me. It's raining right now. This week is going to rain too. So then, uh, probably February, maybe top or mid February, I can start hiking around here again it's just that it's it, it it's not that it's unsafe it's just that it's like muddy and gross and uh i don't um i don't want to do that so i'm not gonna uh but also uh one of the goals for this year is going to be doing that uh challenge the uh the sixer i think the six pack challenge or the something there was the 14ers in colorado i'm getting it confused there was the 14ers in colorado and then i think it's called like the the six peak challenge or the six six pack challenge, something like that in California where there's like six peaks you got to hike. And I'm going to do that this year for sure. So that's, that's going to be something I'm going to write down uh, for myself to remember. So I'm going to do that challenge and I'll, I'll, I'll speak more to it. Uh, Cause I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to start hiking, hiking until 
probably mid-February. So I'll have more info on that on the next episode where I do my January recap or maybe an interview or something. I don't know. We'll see. Uh, I did do a storytelling show in Long Beach this year called Riveted. Oh my God. It was so much fun. It was great. Oh, and I had this really interesting moment at that show. Uh, I'm I'm there with these other storytellers and and uh, the lovely Michelle and I used to host a storytelling show ourselves. And uh, and it, it was called Breaker Broken Stories of the Heart, and it's also it was also a podcast that we that we hosted that also still exists out there somewhere. So if you could if you want to find it, you can find it. And anyway, it was really cool and super fun. And so we we know a lot of the storytelling community because also we've done a bunch of shows and all this shit. And so I go there and like two of the guys that I've known forever are here are are, are doing this show. Uh, and it's so cool. There's like five, six people doing the show. And, and I know two of them, we start sitting at the table chatting and, and, uh, I get up there, I do my story. It's a great story. I love this story, but I, now I have to retire it because I, I, I get off the stage. I come back down at the end of the show. I'm talking to everybody. I'm like, Oh man, your story was so cool. And your story was, Oh man, that was so dope. I can't believe that happened to you. Oh my God. And then one of the guys is like, Hey, you, um, have I heard your story before? And I was like, probably. I've done it like a bunch of different places. And he was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I think I saw your story at this place. And then someone else was like, well, I've never been to that show, but I heard your story before too. And I was like, oh, fuck me. I'm just doing the fucking one story everywhere for like years. And now people are like, hey, I know you. And I'm like, fuck. So now I got to like write more stories. So I have that as, as, as a goal as well to like write more stories and uh, kind of just get that get that out there. I want, I definitely have a lot more stories to write. So yeah, so definitely uh, 2023 is more stories and more storytelling shows. I'd love to do, um, I'd love to do more shows as well. I think that would be really cool. So yeah, so there's, uh, there's that, that was really neat uh, that I got to do. I saw my first quail. That was in, I'm just gonna let that sink in a little bit. Do you know what a quail looks like? A quail looks like a fake bird. It looks like a bird somebody like drew as like if you someone tried to des- describe a bird to someone who didn't quite understand where every part of that bird went and then they drew and then they when they drew the quail they put this little like feather on top of its head. That's what a quail looks like. It looks like a like no one told the bird that he didn't comb his hair back and he has this like one cowlick hair st- sticky thing coming out the top and I saw my first quail I also saw my like first 100 quail because it was like a whole fucking flock of quail that were hiding in the bushes and flying overhead and I spent like I was on a bike ride and I spent probably 10 minutes just taking photos and videos and listening and looking it was the coolest fucking thing I, I I've seen like roadrunners and shit out here which is really neat I saw a sandpiper I, I've seen all kinds of cool birds egrets and shit that's dope but like a quail first of all it's California state bird so you're welcome but second of all it's just the fucking coolest it's such a cool look oh and I saw a bald eagle fuck when we went to Seattle I went for a hike with uh my uncle Kurosh shout out to uncle Kurosh and check this out. This is how magical Seattle is. Well, they're not in Seattle proper. I don't remember the city they're in. I think it's either Renton or Kent or something. They have a house that's next to the forest and you kind of walk through this little foresty area. And no shit, I'm telling you, the first time my uncle and I go for a walk, me and Uncle Kurosh, we're walking up, we get to the top of this hill, and then at the top of the hill, we look up and there's a fucking bald eagle in this tree. 
And I've never seen a bald eagle in America before. The only other bald eagle I've ever seen was in Vancouver by a, a fucking trash heap. And I was like, this is so sad. I saw my first American bald eagle. It was so magical, so magical. And then the next day we went for a walk and I saw a banana slug. And I, you don't know this about me, why would you? But I love banana slugs, they're so fucking cool. They're huge and yellow and spotted. They look like a sea cucumber, but they're not. They're a fucking banana slug. They're massive. They're like the obvious color of a yellow banana and the size of a fucking banana. They're huge, huge fucking slugs. I saw like two, three of those. And then the third day we went for a walk, you're not going to believe me. You're not even going to believe me. Third day we go for a walk. It's me, Kuroshun, and Melanie June. Shout out to Kuroshun and Melanie June. We go for a walk in the woods. I swear to God, a fucking deer, a deer jumped into the trail ahead of us and ran off. And it was just, and they're just like, not fussed. At, they're like, oh yeah, that's just a deer. Like they were like, oh yeah, that's Frank. We know Frank. That, oh, have you? Did we not introduce you to Frank? Oh, we'll catch him next. Don't worry. You come back here next time. You'll see Frank. I promise you. It was banana pants. A fucking deer. A bald eagle. Banana slugs. Oh my god. It was so cool. I fucking love Washington State, man. It's so great. It's so great there. Okay, so that was all the animals and stuff. That was super dope. Uh, did a little bit of protesting. Took Grandpa to a little Iranian revolutionary protest uh, in downtown LA. Drove through the car and honked the horn. And he, you know, clapped for some people's signs. And he, you know, shouted with them. And, you know, down with the dictator and all that stuff. It was great. Uh, I did a candlelit vigil on the 40th of uh, Masa Amini's uh, passing. Uh, which is very moving, very lovely to be around like-minded people. Uh, it's a very big deal. It's still going on. The Iranian revolution is still going on. Um, so uh, my Instagram uh, feed is, uh, is used to be like 10 to 15 posts a day. And now it's going to be maybe uh, two, but definitely one a day. I'm, I'm going to try to stay on that at least in the morning, just do one post about the revolution and then not get so over overwhelmed by it because it is just emotionally draining uh, at some point my my lovely wife would would come into the room in the morning when she woke up to make her eggs and for breakfast and she'd see me sitting in my chair crying and she would just look the first few times she asked like a, a million questions but then after like the seventh or eighth time she would just see me crying in my chair on my phone and then she would just look at me and very tenderly just go you're on and then go yeah. And she go, I'm sorry, baby. And I was like, thank you. It fucking sucks, man. It fucking sucks. So oh, thank you for allowing me to vent and allowing me to share my, uh, I really try not to be political on this show. It's not a political show. It's about me and my fucking journey and all this stuff. But this is also, this has to do with my mental health and it has to do with my fortitude and it has to do with my fucking culture and my background and my history and all this other shit too. And it, it's, it, it fucking affects you. Even if you think it doesn't, man, it totally does. And it's okay. That's the other thing too. I'm not shamed. That's not the word. I'm not ashamed. There we go. Leaving all that in. I'm not ashamed of the fact that I uh, get emotional or that I, I'm, I'm, I'm affected by these people. I'm not ashamed of the fact that I cry. I'm not ashamed of the fact that these things happen. But it, it is a part of it. And a lot of the thing that helps me with, with this, getting through this and talking through this is therapy. 
legitimately, it's just fucking therapy. Just talking to a shrink and shout out to, to Dr. Andrew. But it's just been like this amazing, wonderful thing that it helps me. And I, I'll tell you, the best part is I, I hop on the phone with him. We we meet once a week and I hop on the phone with him. We do a video chat and he, and he goes, Hey, uh, hey, how you doing? And let me tell you, anybody else, how you doing is like 10 minutes of bullshitting. It's 10 minutes of, hey, I'm good. How are you? Good, good. Yeah, yeah. Oh, man, the other day for dinner, we had this. and Our friends came over, blah, blah, blah. We went to my mom's house and yada, 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 right? But with Dr. Andrew, he's like, hey, how you doing? I'm like, hey, so I had a fight the other day with my wife and we talked about this and I want to discuss this with you. Hey, so my uncle said this and my sister said that and I'm feeling two kinds of ways about each conversation and each like point I want to go over it with you and it's just immediate like let's just get into this shit you know hey my friend said this to me and then when I responded he didn't respond back and then it took two days and then finally he was like hey what's up like totally ignored the fact that I replied to him what the fuck right and then it's like okay great we're gonna have those conversations as well so it those that kind of shit really helps so the therapy is like super good and super helpful so I, I definitely recommend therapy as well. It's something I've I've also done this year that was super fucking great for my mental health and probably for my physical health as well in the long long run. Okay, the last thing I'm going to mention here is podcasts to listen to. And there's five of them and three of them I've mentioned before. So there's the Bariatric Life podcast which I can never remember the name of this podcast. I call it My Bariatric Life. I call it The Bariatric Life. Uh, I, I don't know why. Shout out to Amanda and Chris. I apologize to both of you. I apologize to all your listeners. I'm so sorry. It's called Bariatric Life Podcast. It's Amanda and Chris. They're a married couple. They talk about all the shit. Amanda has the coolest fucking episode I've ever heard about skin surgery. It is dope as shit. It fucking... It reads like a movie. It's like, hey, it's three days before my skin surgery and I'm going to blah, blah, blah. Hey, it's one day before. Hey, it's the day of. Hey, it's two days after. Hey, it's a week after. And it's all one episode. She didn't chop it up and try to get fucking more uh, advertising money out of you. She just gave you all the fucking shit, 10 days of information and gave it all to you in one fell swoop. It is super fucking helpful and super duper dope. I, I love their podcast. I love their back and forths. They're great. They're funny. Uh, they love each other. And they have a lot of great content. So listen to them, please. No Guts, No Glory. Obviously, you know how much I love Allison and Courtney. Blah, blah, blah. We're besties. Blah, blah, blah. We're all in love with each other. Blah, blah, blah. You know, all that stuff. So I... And I think I mentioned this before on this podcast before, 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 before. Uh, <laughs> but one time I was on a video chat with Allison and Courtney where the three of us were chatting. And then uh, we were getting off the phone and uh, I was like, all right, I'll talk to you all later. It was good chatting with you. Bye, you know, bye, Allison, bye, Courtney. And they were like, bye. And then Allison was like, bye. And then Courtney goes, bye, I love you. And I'm 99.9% sure that I love you was meant to, for Allison. And I said, oh, I love you too. And then uh, and then Courtney laughed. And then I was like, and I love you, Allison. And Allison was like, I love you too. And I was like, great. And then and then they loved each other. I love you. I love you. And then we got off the phone. And then I t- and then the, the lovely Michelle was downstairs. She's like, who are you saying you love to? And I was like, oh, Allison and Courtney. We did this thing. And she's like, okay. So then I was like, wait, is that weird? She was like, yeah, maybe that was weird. And I was like, okay, I need to reach out. So I, I, I think I intercepted their I love you. 
But then since then, we've been on the I Love Yous. So it's been great. And and their husbands are so dope. And their lives are so are so amazing and incredible. I just love everything about everything. Uh, and their content is is fucking amazing. And, and uh, anyway, big fan. Big, big fan. So No Guts, No Glory. Please go listen to them. They're fucking dope. Uh, I, I've had Anna on uh, as a guest before. I'm, I'm going to try to have her on this year as a guest as well because I, I really love her. She's so great. She has one called My Bariatric Podcast. It's super fucking cool. It's in German. So that's the only caveat is you have to speak German. So maybe do some Duolingo and then learn some German. Or if you just like listening to Anna's voice, just listen to it in the background in German. It's fine. Maybe you'll pick up a couple of things and, and who knows, maybe you'll learn through like... Um, I was going to say penetration, but God damn it. That's definitely not the word. What's it called? Uh, like, what's the absorption called? Osmosis. Thank you. Jesus Christ. Penetration. Oh, you know, my friend Puria is going to love that joke. So shout out to Puria. Okay. Now, there's two new podcasts I want to talk about. One is called Our Sleeved Life. Our, O-U-R, Sleeved Life. It's with Kelly and Mel. They're fucking awesome. They're great. They curse. They're two ladies. They've done the surgery. They talk about their lives. They talk about their shit. It's fucking awesome. They're dope people. They do dope shit. Please listen to them. They're fucking great. Can't recommend them enough. There's another one called Our Bariatric Life. Again, O-U-R. That's Jess and Pili. And Pili has an accent that I love so much. And for some reason, I don't know why, but Mexican, Spanish, South American, so Argentine, Guatemalan, Ecuadorian, those uh, Colombian those accents for some reason remind me very much of Iranian accents. And so I feel very at home with females that speak English with an accent that is similar to my mother's accent and to other women in my life's accent from Iran. So even my cousins, my my Iranian cousins that speak English with an Iranian accent, I feel I feel more at home and I feel just innately closer to them than I do my my non-accented uh, cousins. So people also in general, uh, when they have that, it, I don't know why, but I'm more drawn to them. And there's something about Pili. I don't know if it's her accent, if it's her her the way that she talks it's the words that she uses. It's how honest she is, how straightforward she is. Um I don't know. I just, I love it. And Jess is fantastic and great and a a wonderful uh, co-host on that show. Uh, Content is fantastic. And and, and again, you kind of surround yourself with people that are like you. And although I don't know if Anna curses, and I I don't, uh, I'll be honest, I don't don't think I've heard Amanda and Chris curse that much. Allison and Courtney, a little bit, they curse actually a little bit more than than others and Kelly and, and Mel do. And but what I wouldn't want to listen to or what I couldn't actually get around listening to is if someone was like, I had the gosh darn hardest time and I just thought this was this was just so gosh golly difficult. You know, I was just I was just beside myself and I was just I was just so tuckered and tired and I couldn't do it. And I thought to myself, you know, the whole time I'd be listening to that person, I would be thinking to myself, they're, why are they going so far out of the way to not say fuck or goddamn or shit or or whatever, you know? Like, I was so fucking tired and I, I was so goddamn beside myself. That, to me, flows. And someone who's going so far out of the way takes me out of that moment and then I'm not listening to them anymore. Now I'm curious. And sometimes with people that don't 
cuss. Someone who cusses, their mindset goes, why are you cussing? And then it takes them out of that moment. So then if I'm if I'm sitting here going, uh, yeah, and then the other day, this guy cut me off and I was like, what the fuck, bro? And when it, instead I could have been like, uh, this guy cut me off and I was like, what the heck, man? And, you know, whatever. And then they go, why would you have to say fuck? You don't have to say fuck. Even if you said it in that moment, you could change it now in post and just say, I was really uh, frustrated and I was really disturbed. Because the point isn't to say fuck. The point is to say you were frustrated and then talk about how you overcame that frustration, right? That's the point of it all. So it's not, you know, there was this like really cool Buddhist thing of like putting almonds in your teeth. Now follow me on this one because it's going to be in the in the, the recap where it's like, I talk about almonds in my teeth for like a full minute and that's something really interesting. Enjoy. But here's the almonds in the teeth trick. So if you get frustrated uh, in general, in life, and a lot of my immediate visceral frustrations happen on the freeway when I'm driving, right? So when someone, when you're driving your car and somebody cuts you off and you get upset with them and you go, what the fuck? And you're mad. You're not mad at them for cutting you off so much as you got scared and so you're mad that they scared you. That's what happened. You're not exactly mad that they are driving insane, like maybe a little bit. You're not exactly mad that they cut you off and took your place in line. Again, maybe a little bit. But what you're upset about more than anything else is that you got scared. And they and you got scared and fearful of your life. And God forbid there's someone else in your car. You were also fearful of their life. And you got scared on their behalf and for them. And then your anger grows and grows exponentially. And then you get mad. And when I get mad, I grit my teeth. That's how I know I'm fucking mad is I grind my fucking teeth. And so the Buddhists were like, you have to find a thing that triggers your anger and then find the visceral reaction that you have, the physical reaction that you have, and then make that a trigger to counter it, right? So for me, when I get really mad, I clench my fist and I grind my teeth, right? So the the Buddhist resolution here would be put two almonds in the back of your mouth when you're driving. Don't eat them. Just put them between your molars in the back. And when you're driving and someone cuts you off, as soon as those almonds crack right? As soon as you get mad and you start grinding your teeth and those almonds crack, that is a sound you're not used to when you're upset. It's a cracking sound and also a very shocking sound. So as soon as that happens, boom, you're like, oh my God, what just happened? And then you can start changing your habit by not getting so mad and so reactionary and you can go oh this happened i'm not going to get mad about it or this happened i'm going to i'm going to take take my foot off the gas pedal i'm going to do you know whatever so that visceral reaction to that is you put that to that is great this is like this is the fucking thing that drives everybody bananas when you're like yeah so anyway it doesn't matter I'm getting too far off the topic. The point here is you want to find the reaction that causes you to change the action. That's what it is, right? You want to trigger the right reaction to counter the action that you're taking. That's all that is, right? So there, there you go. There you have it. It's the almonds in the teeth. That's the thing that makes the change. That's the thing that's going to make you not be so frustrated when you're driving. And that's the thing that's going to make you go from saying... I'm so fucking mad. This guy cut me off and I got fucking pissed, right? Instead, what you want to say is, 
This guy cut me off and I was so frustrated, right? And so if cursing bothers you, find that reaction, find those almonds in your teeth to fix that for yourself. And if it doesn't bother you, then don't worry about it. But if it bothers other people, then they might not listen to your shit. And that's also fine. Because when someone doesn't curse, it bothers me. Because I'm like, why are you going so far out of your way to not curse? Also, when people don't curse, right? But anyway, that's a different podcast and a different show. Okay, that is it. I think we did it in 45. I'm not 100% sure. I'm at 50 right now and I'm going to edit it down a little bit. But I don't think I'm going to be able to get it to 45. So I definitely didn't hit the 30 mark. I don't even think I hit the 45 mark. So thank you for listening. I really appreciate that you were here. Uh, This is the fucking coolest thing. I love doing this show. I love doing this podcast. Uh, I love everything. I love all of you that are listening. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And let's have a great 2023 new year, new me, new habits. Let's get this. Talk to y'all later. Love you. Mean it. Bye. Thanks for listening to the My Gastric Sleeve podcast. If you liked what you heard, subscribe, give us a five-star review and share it with a friend. Please follow us on all social media at My Gastric Sleeve Podcast or let us know what you think at mygastricsleevepodcast.com. 